0: hello everyone and welcome back for episode 100 of the crack die podcast my name is Matt I play twin talent on the show we did it we've actually hit 100 real episodes plus all of the in-betweeners feels uh feels pretty good a lot of podcasts don't make it to 100 episodes and hey maybe you're saying you guys should have stopped at four but uh, you're still listening so jokes on both of us I guess in any case we have Something a little different for you this week, but before I get into anything else, I want to plug very quickly our Patreon, patreon.com slash cracked die podcast, patreon.com slash cracked die podcast. If you would like to support our efforts on this podcast and also our Twitch show. That is the best way to do that. Additionally, you can check us out every three weeks where we play the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path, a little thing we like to call Absalom in Order, and you can find us there at twitch.tv slash crackeddie. We did that this past weekend, so October 23rd, we should be bringing you the next episode of that. So we hope you'll join us for that as well. So this week is a little different with the content that we're bringing you. Now, every week is a real game that you're listening to. We don't fudge rolls. We don't redo things. If we TPK, we TPK. If we wipe the floor with Sean's monsters, we do that. Somebody gets killed, they get killed. Uh, The rolls are what they are. So we don't lie about any of that stuff. But this week, the players were in the dark even more than we normally are. In fact, for this game, Sean just told us to make level 6 elven characters for no reason and bring them along we didn't know where this was gonna go but this is how it turned out the long-awaited 100th episode back in time
1: welcome to the cracked eye podcast and the very special episode 100
0: so do you have something planned or was or did you decide to do the uh the south park thing
1: I really wish I had decided to do the South Park thing. It would have been a lot easier. Fair enough. But no, I have something planned. I've planned and plotted and stewed I'm trying to think of other words. Brooded? Brooded, yes. Grooted? I am grooted. Oh, okay. Oh no. Interesting. No, I I did plan something, and it is a flashback huh so insert flashback noises here cool i'll uh i'll look for them yep so first off before we jump into episode 100 i first want to thank everyone for hanging with us for 99 episodes plus this one and it means a lot to, to me and I'm assuming the rest of the group.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That
1: you've, you've hung in here for a hundred episodes. But also I was looking up some statistics and most actual plays don't really get to this point. Something happens and people lose interest or whatever. And, and we are lucky enough that we haven't had that. We've had some issues. With people leaving and whatnot, but we've managed to continue on and soldier forth and get amazing performers to replace those that have left. So I also want to thank Rob and Heidi for joining us on this weird adventure that we're on.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Rob and Heidi, first and foremost. And it's been such a wacky, fun two years. Here's to many, many more. And... Thank you, all of you who are listening, for watching this unfold, for listening to this unfold. You know what I'm trying to say here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, holy cow. I think I'm in shock.
3: (laughs) We've made it this far. We have our listeners, and it's really cool.
0: And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, you've picked a very strange time to show up, but we welcome
1: you as well. Please go back to episode one. (laughs) We will be here when you catch up. I promise. (laughs) It's just, it's it's been a really weird adventure, both written and in real life. When we started, we were recording in person. Weird. Yeah. In different locations. And then the world happened. And now we're doing remote recordings and yeah. playing online. And that's different. And it's taken a little bit of a learning curve, at least for me, uh, to get used to. And so, yeah, it's just. It's been fun. I'm really happy. Uh, I was talking to Christine about this, and I felt like the last couple of episodes were just super, super silly and super fun in a good way. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Enough chatting. Let's get into this episode 100. We are going to go back, and if this was... TV show or some sort of visual medium it would be one of those effects where we see plants we see the buildings being deconstructed as we go back in time and we go back and back and we see cities like Absalom being n- deconstructed and we see Ayudara pillars that surround the aisles that Absalom is on, and we see them sink. We see fallen gods arise and return. We see Aredin raising pillars, and we see him lowering pillars. We actually see the whole island of Kortos sinking back into the ocean. And we're going back. Back, back, back. We see plants and trees growing, re-emerging from where large cities are. We see Places like Last Wall that have been destroyed and they're rebuilt and we see greenery growing again. And we look down to the Mwangi Expanse. And even though it's still very green in modern times for this game, it seems to become a bit denser and a bit more lush. And then we see smoke and darkness Envelop. The entire planet and this is where we're going to start it is the age of darkness zooming in to the mwangi expanse we see a town a treetop village that we all recognize and we're back we're back on this lovely hex map oh no damn it
3: <laughs> <laughs> thought we escaped
1: Right? And we're back in Acravel. Except this is old Acravel. It looks very, very similar to what we saw when we last visited. Except the leopard princes are not in charge. And we see a darkness covering the sky. Clouds that are thick and gray and full of dirt and debris. Clouding in them. Whatever fell to earth and what is whatever caused this. The trees in the Mwangi expanse are slowly withering and dying off due to the lack of sun and the constant pouring of rain. Once lively animals that roamed the jungle are dying or dead and decaying. We see, as we move around in the jungle here, we see just bones of elephants, leopards, the small treetop village that you all live in still stands. How long it will stay like this, it's unknown. Over the past few weeks, blazing against the dark sky is a red fiery shape, spewing fire and destruction from its overgrown talons. Groups of your fellow villagers have gone off to fight this creature, sadly only one or two have ever returned from their battles. When they come back, they tell stories of a great evil that rends and tears apart their fellow warriors, bathing them in golden flames, burning them to the ground. The village elders have gathered around and spoke of a potential way to deal with this creature. An ancient ritual that has been lost for ages. Very recent stories of a scroll have started circulating. The leaders have called in a small band of warriors and scholars and mystics to search for this scroll that could potentially put an end to this. Your group has been chosen to investigate these rumors to see if they are true or just a glimmer of hope against the darkness that seems to be tearing apart your jungle home. And I would like to ask each of you to describe who you're playing, starting with Christine.
3: I am playing Nkasha. She is an Akuje barbarian. I call her a pursuit barbarian. Um, A lot of her skills involve chasing things down and making
1: sure they can't get away. Yeah. Next we have Haya.
2: I am playing Muari. That is spelled M W
1: A R I.
2: She is a magus. Magus. Ooh, so we're
1: going to play around with some new stuff. Yeah. Very excited. Okay. And Heidi.
2: I play this, P-H-Y-S,
3: a farmer turned fighter.
0: And Matt. My character is Da'alak, D-H-A-L-A-H-K. And he is an oracle, also a sorcerer.
1: Ooh, and Rob.
0: I'm playing Fennel. He's Fennel.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> he hits things with long things. Gotcha. And you're all
2: Akuja elves. But what are our relations to one another so we can kind of build upon
1: that and stuff? Sure. Um, you all know each other. You're all from the same village. Obviously someone's a farmer. Yeah.
0: What, what is everyone's background? That's like actually a good question. They'll tell us who we were before we were adventurers.
1: Christine was a hunter. Matt, you were a fortune teller. Yes. I was a scout. Heidi was a farmhand. And Rob was a bounty hunter. I hit things.
3: Do we want to go run for like real quick and do like the Powered by the Apocalypse thing where like everybody's like, here's my relationship with two other people or like everybody else?
2: Yes, let's do that.
1: All right. We'll start at the top with Haya. So, Haya, who do you want a relationship with? Does it have to be one good, one bad, or it doesn't matter? Uh, I'd say two good, because, again, it's a small town. Right. Heidi,
2: do you want to be my wife? Sure. I'm down. Done. There's one. This is my dream come true. I have been saying this for years, <laughs> since before both you and I got married. It's true. <laughs> and then, Robert, do you want to be... My brother?
4: All right, but my half of the room has to be two-thirds. <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next we'll go with Heidi. Since
3: Heidi is my wife, Grandpa can be like, like a surrogate grandpa. Like, I would probably go to him for Oracleness on the weather. Tell me what the weather is going to be. Tell me how my crops are. Please give me some good guidance. Right, that's your job. I
0: mean, I'm a fortune teller.
3: He creates fire, right?
0: I create fire. Yeah, I'm a fire oracle.
1: Info, gotcha. All right, and who else?
3: Sera, who's not Sera? What do you do? Uh, I'm a hunter. I was actually going to ask if you wanted to be siblings. Oh yeah, let's go. All right. Cool. So I do I do the hunting and get the meat, and you raise the crops and get the veggies. all
1: yeah, Perfect. Retreat. All right, Christine.
3: Cool. So, um, Haya is obviously my hunting partner.
1: Yes. My absolutely.
3: And if initially, I was going to see if Matt actually wanted to be grandpa, but if that's the relationship with Heidi, then you'd then he'd still be your grandpa. I mean, he could still be grandpa, or I could do Rob as like my my black market hookup. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you could have a black market, <laughs> but he's a bounty hunter.
1: You deal in animal pelt.
3: Yeah, he's my pelt provider. Or at least yeah, he's like I take the meat and he takes like all the other stuff.
1: Those poachers had um some extra parts.
0: <laughs> Wait, the poachers had extra parts?
1: Not anymore. <laughs> or the animals. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> oh, no. Alright. Uh Matt.
0: Okay, so I have a relationship to Heidi.
1: Fis. Yes, Heidi.
0: I don't know. I-, I don't know. Like I was just figuring I would be a villa delder, like that's coming along. Okay. To teach these whippersnappers or something.
1: That kind of fits with everyone. Okay, Um, Raul, who are you connecting to?
0: Okay, so I'm going to be
4: first cousins with Matt. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that means that I'm first cousins with Matt, too, then. Yeah. All right.
4: And then... And then Matt's the granddad of your wife, so, you know, wow. that's cool.
2: So ah! We're such a small village!
3: Such a small village. We're isolated. I mean, okay, no, so, so clearly we're like the one family that hasn't been picked to go out yet, and like now it's our <laughs> turn.
2: We're the last resort.
0: You, you guys are a bunch of inbred hillbillies. why don't you go try to figure out what's going on?
2: All
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're all one big extended family now. So
4: like... And I'll be Heidi's Cause I mean... bookie.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like Haya and and Rob are like my in-laws now. And <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Well, this took a weird turn. <laughs> I
4: think I think we've wound a web here.
3: <laughs> yep. <We've laughs> I think we're wound good. quite the web here?
4: <laughs> that could actually be our family tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's all crumbs <crossed> like
1: <laughs> So, as you are asked by your elders to head into the jungle, hopefully finding this mysterious scroll, and if you do find it, to come back at no matter what cost. Hmm. This is the only hope that you could potentially have to f- dealing with this... Large winged beast. They hand you a torn map with vague directions of where to head, and you wander the jungle following this torn and crumbling map. As you and your fellow companions make camp on the first night, you all wonder if what you are looking for is real. The thought that something so powerful could be hidden here in the jungle seems like such a dream. Something that could help fix this world and deal with the great darkness that flies above. You wake up the next morning, taking care of your morning preparations and head off. As the day wears on, you hear the screech of a terrified animal.
2: That,
0: that's not good. Did, did you guys hear that?
1: Yes,
2: we should probably yes find it and, and hopefully be able to help it.
0: Okay, um... I don't know if you guys know this, but I can't see very well, so if someone else could uh, lead the
2: way. I'll I'll happily do so.
3: Can I roll survival to try and, like, track it?
2: Absolutely. Cool, cool. I will do so as well as a scout.
3: Wow, I got a gnat one, so I'm just I'm overwhelmed by this, this breach of this animal. I try to be an ethical hunter, and very clearly something is not being ethical about their hunting right now.
2: I do have jungle lore. Would I be able to use that in this instance? <laughs>
1: Sure.
2: Oh, there we go. I rolled a nat 20 for a total of 31.
1: 31. You do know what this is. Okay. This is what is known as a carinas. K A R I N A S. Carinas. Carinas. They are also known as plague birds. Mm. They are large, owl-like creatures with dark red feathers, powerful talons, and unsettling eyes. Their broad wings conceal a pair of wiry humanoid arms that end in clawed fingers, which they use to dig through burial sites in the search of corpses.
4: That sounds gross. It's not ideal.
2: That's the... That's the son of a Carina's bird. It's the plague... Plague bird. Plague doctor birds. I don't know what's happening. All
0: plague doctors are birds. That's why their faces (laughs) look like that.
2: Yes, Grandpa. Good job. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I suppose we could get a closer look. See if it's in any danger or causing any havoc, I suppose.
1: So as you turn the corner, you see, dropped directly in front of you, the corpse... Of a cat-like creature that has been disemboweled. And two bird-like creatures with their red feathers step in front of you. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. You said they were carrion birds. You can give me either a jungle lore or an arcana, nature, or religion to try and figure out these.
2: That was a 22.
1: 22 is enough. You may ask me three questions about them.
2: Okay. Pardon me wants to ask if they're predatory or territorial or are they just carrion birds that can be shooed away despite their terrifying appearance. What do you guys think?
0: Sure. I mean, if they're going to be hostile, that's good to know. Like Edit them.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's start with that question then.
1: So yes, they are traditionally hostile creatures. Okay. What else do we want to know?
0: If they have any special attacks, I would guess, that we should be aware of.
2: There
1: we go. Special attacks. Uh, They have what's called a mocking cry. Ooh, look at me. I'm an elf. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. Karina mimics a voice and mocks a creature within 30 feet. They attempt a deception check to demoralize the creature. Hmm. Regardless of whether the check succeeds, the target creature is temporarily immune for one hour. They can also grab...
2: Fun. Hmm. I suppose weaknesses? What do we think, guys? Sure.
0: That's always good to know.
1: That's usually a good way to go. It is weak to good damage. Five. I don't know what that is. Brianna, get it!
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is just not around. Marty will relay that information quietly. Have we been noticed?
1: They came out of the perches in the trees and have just kind of stopped and looked at you. Okay. They are large creatures, by the way, just so you guys know that as well.
3: Yeah, they were looking pretty formidable size-wise.
1: They look like owls with red feathers uh, and white markings on them, but once they lift up their wings, you see these humanoid hands extending from the body that end in, like, sharp talons. Fun. That's a little
2: creepy. Mwari will take a, a sidestep so she can keep these creatures in her periphery and still speak to her companions, Sorry, her family, her hillbilly family, and kind of relay to them. Uh, and Kasha, do you, do you remember the big scary birds? We, we used to run away from as, as children. We uh, mm-hmm. these uh, these are them. And I'm I'm unsure of what to do. If we should try and move around, what do you guys think? They don't like letting people through their territory. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can move south.
3: We can either all those trees there. Does it look like to at least to the south of me directly? There's a, like mostly tree cover.
2: I I see a path down that curves this this tree line right here, and she'll point south. That seems to go awfully close to those birds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't.
3: <laughs> if I have a twenty-eight to nature, can I? See if I remember anything else.
1: Yeah. Uh you may ask me two questions.
3: What is their alignment?
1: Neutral evil.
3: They're not good things. We don't want them near the village.
1: Okay.
2: It might be best to take them out.
1: I guess we should deal with them. You have one other question if you'd like. You know they'll be good.
4: How much are their feathers worth?
3: Hmm.
1: That's not a bad question actually.
3: <laughs> are there are their skins, feathers? Or anything or used in any fun crafting bits.
1: You know that these feathers can be used to get a blight poison out of them, if used, but it is very dangerous. Most people get very ill.
3: So I'll relay that, and that we might want to be very careful because their feathers are poisonous.
1: (laughs) Basically, you know that if they bite you or they scratch you with their claws- not their feet talons, you could have a blight poison effect.
2: Well, Grandpa, I really think you should go back to the village. Ah, oh, nonsense. I've been throwing down with fucking <laughs> cavenger birds since I was
0: knee-high to one of them spider folks.
2: But but, Grandpa, you're not as spry anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm still full of piss and vinegar and fire. Everything in this place burns.
2: (laughs) Okay, I I guess we go forward then.
0: As my dragon grandpa used to say, let's fucking do this shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, give me some initiative, please. Oh, Lord. Oh,
0: my God, I love it. I rolled a 21 on my initiative.
2: I rolled a 17 on my initiative.
1: Rob, what did you get?
4: I rolled a 29.
0: Well, at least some things are still the same.
1: All right, Heidi, what did you roll? Four. For a total of 14. And Christine.
3: I rolled an 18 for a 31. All right. So, you're first, Christine. Cool. Well, first thing I'm going to do is, is rage, because so I'm a barbarian. And I'm going to have tag
1: you know, on Yeah. All right. Barbarians. <sighs> okay. So when you rage, you get eight temporary hit points, you take a minus one to your AC, and you can't seek. But you deal an additional two damage with your melee weapons and unarmed attacks.
3: Yup. Alright. I was looking at doing a barreling charge, so you rush forward, moving enemies aside to reach your foe. But I'm not sure if I have to actually rush through anybody.
1: You have no enemies to move through.
3: Okay, then I'm just going to run up to the closest one with my plus one striking Fouchard. Okay. And I'm going to try and hit him. All right. So my first attack is a plus
1: 15. 23 will hit. Cool. So you hit for 15 points of damage.
2: Sweet.
1: Rob, you're up. Time to kebab. So you move up to the same one as Christine, and you will hit with a 24. Hoo-da-da-da. For 22 <laughs> points of damage. As you slice into this owl-like creature, you have one more action if you'd like. Woban! 16 will miss.
4: Too much flourish. Not enough thunder.
1: Uh, okay. Next up is one of these bird creatures. Oh boy. And it is going to flap, fly straight at Moiri, mm-hmm. and will attempt to use its feetsy talons at you. Ew. It will hit.
2: Yeah, with a 26, I am not quite as beefy as Brianna.
1: <laughs> 15 points of damage
2: good lord.
1: And it's going to spend an action to attempt to grab you.
2: Hmm. Alright. Alright.
1: So it automatically grabs you.
2: It grabs me?
1: We're using an action. It grabs you. So you are now grabbed. Alright. And while you are grabbed, it's going to reach out with those claws that it has. Those weird...
2: And touch my hand
1: human
0: like did, Didn't it move attack and then spend an action
1: to grab? Oh, it did. You're right. Thank you. Stop ruining my fun. We
3: do kind next of constantly up. have to remind Sean how many actions
0: he has. And how many we have.
1: Well, next up is you, Matt.
0: The old man, like closes his eyes and he starts concentrating and when he opens them, they're like cloudy, like his cataracts, but you start you see like his skin is now like the the dew and just like the general moistness of the rainforest were probably all covered in sweat or, or uh, you know, dew. And you see it just start steaming off of his arms. Ooh. And he just reaches out and he points at the two bird creatures and just flames erupt from his hands. Uh, and two small explosions happen. Basically, they're a five-foot burst, so they start at a corner and they go five-foot in every direction. So luckily, these are large creatures. So he hits... Dead center on both of them. Uh, They have to be within 30 feet. I believe they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they then need to make a reflex save.
1: 21 and a natural 20 for 37.
0: So one of them got a 21, which is a failure. So that one takes 5d6 fire damage. The other one takes nothing because they critically succeeded.
1: The one that failed is the one holding Wari.
0: So it takes 17 points of fire damage.
1: And what, what spell was that?
0: Whirling Flames.
1: Ah, okay. And is that like a cantrip? or? Uh,
0: It is a focus spell. Oh. So that's an oracle focus spell. It is my third level focus spell.
1: Wow, okay. That's um, terrifying. And how many actions is that? Two? Two. And you have one more.
0: I do. Um, So with his third action, he is going to load an alchemical cartridge into his crossbow.
1: Okay. Wari, you're up.
2: All right. I'm in this thing's grasp. I think I will laugh, and then you hear a BAMF, and I will (laughs) teleport out of its grasp. Can I do that?
1: Uh, what ability are you using?
0: That's called BAMF? She said it. Yeah,
2: I literally said it, John. It is called BAMF. Uh, Dimensional Assault, I believe it's called?
1: Uh, Dimensional Assault. Let
2: me double check. You tumble through space, making a short dimensional hop to better position yourself for an attack. Teleport to any square in range that's within reach of a creature, then make a melee strike attack against one creature within your reach.
0: Yep. You can teleport, so.
2: So, I'm glad you grabbed me, because I can just yeet out of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can. Didn't know that. Don't like that. (laughs) Don't like that at all.
2: I am a magus. It is, it is my thing. So that is my first action.
1: This creature looks very confused now.
0: Well, as as part of that action, you get to attack.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was actually going to ask that if, if it was all within the same action. Yeah.
1: Yes. It is. Beautiful.
2: Is it? So then, I I believe it is. So I will strike with my dog slicer.
1: Okay.
2: Why I chose dog slicer, don't worry about it. How is it an 18? I
1: think that will miss. Yes, it does. Boo. Do we have hero points? We all have one hero <laughs> point to start with. Yeah.
2: What do you guys think? Should I use it this early on? I just feel like it's such a cool moment to have ruined it.
1: I would. I rolled a five on the die.
2: Yeah. All right. I missed. It's fine. I I got out of its grasp and it's still my first action. It's fine. It is a cool moment
0: but it's one of those things like do you do you use it for the cool moment or do you save it for when you need to get out of some shit like you just crit failed or or
2: something like that i i rather be practical about my hero points if it was if i had more than one then maybe but (laughs) since i only have the one let's let's yeah
1: okay
2: so first first attack first thingy oh can you guys tell i'm sweating i'm very nervous about playing a a magus but i will do my best
0: you sound moist
2: I am quite moist. It's not because my wife is here. It's because I mean, of the, what? the, the jungle
1: uh, that we're
2: in. It's jungle. Jungle moisture. Uh, yes. <laughs> all right. All right. I want to spell strike, but I would have to cast
1: a spell first. Correct? And I believe spell strike is two actions.
0: It is, but she only used one actions to vamp.
1: Exactly. Oh, that's right. The, the attack was part of that.
0: Right. And so the way Spellstrike works is you pick a spell that you know. Mm-hmm. You cast it, basically, into your weapon. And then part of that same two actions, you attack with the weapon. If the weapon attack hits, you resolve the weapon attack. And then also the spell will hit after the weapon attack is resolved.
2: Cool, cool, cool.
0: So you would have to cast a spell, but yes, you could do that.
2: Okay. Are you ready for this? So she bamps away behind the creature. Then you see like things kind of crackle around her. And you see her kind of, like, move her palm on the flat of the blade. And you see the the blade itself kind of crackle with electricity as she casts a shocking grasp into the blade. Okay. And then attacks these, this creature. I believe I prepared it as a third level.
1: Okay. So make your spell attack first. And then we'll see what happens after that. Nope. And that's a hit. So, let's do dog slicer damage. First. So, ten points of damage.
2: Plus.
1: Plus.
2: Eighteen.
1: Eighteen more points of electricity damage. So, the smell of chicken starts to fill the air as this other arena sees the creatures that have attacked it and will try and peck at Benal. Benal? Benal. Coming at you, Rob. Yo. The a five on the die for a 22, it misses. <laughs> and then it's going to peck at N'Kasha. 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 And, and that will hit with a 23. <sighs> so you will take 16 points of damage. And can you please make a fortitude saving throw
3: for me? Lovely. Yeah, one moment. It's not that high. It's not that hard. No, I never really trust you when you say that.
1: <laughs>
3: it's not that hard. How's an 18? That'll fail. Yeah, somehow I figured it was a six on the die. I am going to hear a point that because I really don't want to figure out. Nice. Net 20. Woo-woo. For the first time, a hero point actually did something useful for us.
1: You feel something enter into your body, and you think you're okay. That just never sounds mm-hmm. right. Uh, and then it's <laughs> going to try and claw fettle again, and it will critically miss with a natural one. Oh, boy. This is a unarmed attack. Tripped. You fall prone. Cool, so it was flying and it gets all messed up with its claws and beak and everything, and it just falls prone now. Great. Alright, fists. Alright,
3: so the one that's in front of Mari is the one that's down?
1: Uh no, no, the one that is in front of Fiddle is down.
3: Okay. I feel like I have this cool thing that I can do called sudden charge. So I can stride twice and then hit. Yeah. So I'm gonna do
1: that. All right.
3: And I'm gonna swing. Um, are we assuming that we've taken out our long swords or broad swords or? Yeah, I'm gonna assume you're not like
1: walking okay. through the jungle without your weapons drawn. I'm just, just frolic out. Wee, wee,
2: deadly wee, <laughs> <laughs> jungle.
1: Wee. No. I've got my sister
2: and my wife and my old man and my young man. <laughs> <and> my <sister. laughs>
3: <laughs> right, Mr. Like for the forest,
1: it's fine. Okay, um so I've taken my long sword and I'm gonna take a swipe. Alright, swing away. Oh! That's oh, a natural no. one. Would you oh, like to no. hero point that? Yes, please. Alright, roll roll again. It's <laughs> a so 25, which is a hit for 14 points of damage. Ooh, 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 ooh. One more action. I'll take one more swipe. 23 will also hit. Ooh, what, oh, what?
2: <laughs> so,
1: I'm so good at this game guys Oh yeah <laughs> Another ten points of damage Get him! Alright, Kasha It's your turn Alright, so the
3: one that's right near us is, is down so... yep.
1: Alright,
3: since this one right in front of me Is flat footed, I'm just gonna keep Wailing on it
1: Alright, and you're using a What?
3: The plus one striking Faushar.
1: Twenty will hit
3: Gonna take 20 damage. Okay. I'm gonna do it again. And she's just like bellowing while she's doing this. Rage. it's not subtle. Makes sense. Twenty six.
1: Also a hit.
3: Heck yes. Trying to poison me, bitch.
1: Another eleven points of damage. All right. Yeah. I would say that this creature is bloodied.
3: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna regret this, but I'm gonna try it one more time. <laughs> Lovely. And that was another not- one. Not once have I rolled like. Recently. Ugh. All right, I will draw my crit fail card. She like totally like spinning the foul shirt around. It's like a polearm type weapon, and she just like slices it, slams it back down, starts to hack off a wing, goes to do it a third time, and we'll
1: find out what she does that fails so hard.
3: Catch your breath. You're slowed too until the end of your next turn.
1: Oof. I mean, that kind of makes sense, like.
3: Yeah, she tries, and she gets winded. She (laughs) doesn't have to rage in a while. This is, you know, (laughs) this doesn't usually happen, guys. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Final.
4: Hey, Cousin Nakasha, watch this. He's going to spin around and lunge at the one behind him.
1: (laughs) Okay. A 25 will hit. Yeah. Sweet. 17. 17 points of damage. It's the one between Wari and Fists, right? That's the one you're hitting. Mm Mm-hmm. So a thirty will critical hit.
4: Okay. Draw a card. There we go. Paper cut. The target takes a negative two status penalty on attack rolls until the end of this next turn.
1: And double damage. All right. So go ahead and roll the damage. We'll see if the minus two is even a thing.
4: So thirty-four.
1: Would you like to describe your kill? <laughs> Heck yeah.
4: So uh, he swings around the one time, and stabs at it. And then he just, like, flourishes and lops its wing off.
1: Alright, and you have one more action.
4: Yeah, might as well hit the one in front of me. Maybe. Nope. Uh, <laughs>
1: 17 will miss. Yes.
4: Uh, I can't win them all. I gotta keep practicing.
1: Alright, Matt.
0: Yes, um, I am going to cast Electric Arc at the, uh, the last murder So reflex save, please.
1: Let's see. 36.
0: That is a critical success,
1: so nothing happens. Good turn. All right. Next is Wari.
2: Beautiful. Flavor-wise, I'm going to say I'm going to take your electric arc, even though it's technically using the magic I just cast from my spell strike and do Arcane Cascade. Does that work within this round? Because if a requirement is that I've used you use your most recent action to cast a spell or make a spell strike
0: yep so as long as the last thing you did was spell strike which it was yep then yes
2: so i divert a portion of the spell's magical power and keep it cycling through my body mm-hmm. when i take a stance my melee strikes deal one extra damage this damage increases to two if I have a weapon specialization and three if I have a greater weapon specialization. So with that in mind, uh, I don't think I can bounce again quite yet, but I'm close enough. So as my second action, I will come up with to my family and then strike it regularly.
0: So I have a question for you, for you, Haya. Okay. With this type of magus, yep. once you went into uh, Arcane Cascade. Yep. If the target's flat-footed, you get extra damage when you hit them. So you could have, instead of stepping up 10 feet, you have a speed of 50. You could have just moved around to the back of it and got extra damage from it. If you wanted to. It's up to you.
2: Let's do that instead, since I forget how fast I am. I'm so used to being super-ass low on Brianna. Yeah. Let's do that. How's a 24?
1: How's a hit?
2: Let's do it. That is... Six damage plus one. No. Plus
0: plus three electricity.
2: Plus three electricity. There you go. All right. So I created the arcane cascade. I moved and I stroke. I stroke. Wow. Hello. I stroke. Oh struck. hello. <laughs> 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 um, so that's, that is my turn.
1: All right. So it is now this Karina's turn. It the first action it's going to do is it's going to stand up and ruffle its feathers as uh, you know a bird would do. Looked all indignant because they fell down. And then they are going to beak at Wari.
2: Okay. Ooh,
1: 33.
2: That is a critical hit. Yep.
1: Yes. Yes. No oh boy. That is 30 points of damage.
2: Yeesh.
1: And give me an all-important fortitude save.
2: No pressure. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Fuck! I'm gonna re-roll that with a hero point, if that is okay.
1: No, I want you to fail. Yes, you can reroll with a hero point.
2: Ugh, that's much better. Uh, an 18 on the die for a total of
1: 30. Alright, you're fine. That's what I thought! Well, th- this thing is going to beak at Fennel.
2: Beak in action? Oh.
4: oh! Why did I say something?
1: <laughs> Natural 20 Yeesh. for a 32. That's another critical hit. 36 points of damage and I need you to make an all important fortitude save fortitude
2: save coming up huh. that,
1: that is a fail
0: oh no a failed fortitude save that can't be good well I guess we'll have to figure out what happens
1: to him next week <laughs> thank you for listening to the crack die podcast background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.